Hi, my name is Jenna Rose Pope, and I am a Director of Communications at Include NYC. Welcome to Disability Inc., our relatively new podcast about hot-button topics in the disability community. Today we have our intake coordinator, Millie Franco. Um, she is actually the first voice that you hear when you call our free helpline. Um, and she also gives workshops out in the community, so you might have seen her already. She has a BA in Anthropology from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. She also happens to have an Associates in Criminal Justice. She's also, what doesn't she do, a certified lactation consultant, a postpartum doula, and a former AmeriCorps volunteer. Uh, she also has a three-year-old son with autism. Oh my gosh, he's four. How fast they grow! <laughs> Four-year-old son with autism. Uh, and they go on a lot of trips together. So today, we are going to talk about going to Disney World. Because Millie got the inside scoop about how to do that. And make the most from your trip. And make sure that both your child with a disability and you have the best time possible. I know there's a lot of... Um, anticipation around vacations like that. So uh, thanks, Millie, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so originally the reason why I decided to do trips to Disney is because a lot of times as parents, especially as parents of children with disabilities, we tend to not want to do anything for fear of tantrums and meltdowns and other people's reactions. Right. Um, so I had pretty much come to the conclusion that I needed to do something and I wanted to do something big. Um, so for the first trip that we took, it was to Disney World for his birthday when he turned three. Um, so what I pretty much did was just try to research and plan as much as possible so that even if the meltdowns and the tantrums did happen, I kind of had an action plan of what I wanted to do or things that I could do to try to combat them. Fantastic. Or even just make sure that we still had at least a little bit of fun. Right. <laughs> I mean, that you're going whole hog there with, <clears throat> with Disney. That's awesome. Lucky kid. So, when you are in the planning stages for Disney, um, what are some things that you do to plan for the trip? So the first thing that I usually like to do is um, pricing. So a lot of That's times important. you can, if you stay on Disney resorts, you can stay at the hotel, but then you also kind of get like free buses and there's like food courts and all of these other amazing things. Mm. So I try to book as early as possible. Um, so the amazing thing with Disney is that for the hotel room, you can also get your tickets to parks, but then also your food which is really good when it comes to character reservations. Oh, that's the most expensive thing. <laughs> oh, really? Who knew? Well, I mean, um, that makes sense. But that, all the kids love the character breakfast. Yeah, so we can talk more about that. But then with Disney, when you book, you only have to put one night stay when you're originally booking. So you have the opportunity oh. to pay it off little by little as oh. long as you can pay at least $20. So if you're booking, like seven, eight months in advance, you have time to pay it off at your leisure so yeah. that you can actually be able to go because oh, kids are expensive <laughs> and we usually don't have money, so <laughs> it helps. And Disney character breakfast. I mean, when you're meeting all these princesses, one would imagine yeah, it costs them money. Princesses, <laughs> Mickey, right. Minnie, Lilo and Stitch, just ah. pretty much almost everybody that you can think of from the movies, which is great with kids. 
Yeah. Um, and one of the fun facts that you can do at Disney is if you tell the character that your kid has a disability and you kind of whisper mm-hmm. to them. So I usually just kind of go to the side and be like, hey, Mickey, you know, Julian <laughs> has autism. So just give him a minute to warm up. They really do. And they really are accommodating and oh, really nice character. about it. And I've also have noticed that when I do do that, I tend to get more time with the characters than ah. they usually do at the other tables. Excellent. Wow, good to know. See, this is why we have you here. <laughs> okay, so um, advanced booking for character breakfasts. How about getting your kid ready for the trip? So with Julian, I do a lot of social stories. Um, social stories for everything. What's a social that's story? New. So a social story is just pretty much telling the kid what's going to happen throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it's a story with familiar pictures, if you can find them, of just about how the day is going to go. So usually our social stories for trips start with us waking up in the morning and having breakfast, taking a cab to the airport, and then going to the airport, and what happens there. Mm -hmm. So it's usually one or two sentences for each of the different activities that we're going to do throughout the day. Um, for him, I've noticed it really helps him because when we go downstairs and we get in the cab, he's usually like, oh, mommy, we're going to the airport. And it's like, oh, yes, yeah. baby, we're going on the plane. Mm-hmm. Then when we get to the plane, what I usually do is I wait to give him like either lunch or breakfast, depending on what time it is mm-hmm. when we get there. Cause you know, you have to get there two hours early and you do right. want to try to kill some of that time. Yeah. We also, I also do bring his tablet which usually helps, but yeah. sometimes the tablet doesn't take all of his attention. Right. So I've noticed with him, especially because he loves food, if we're eating, it does go a little bit smoother. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, so social story, that's a great idea. That's, that's a great application for many things, not just trips, so that is useful. Um, what about energy levels? Because here comes the airplane. So tell me a little bit about getting ready to go on a trip with your kid with disabilities, a plane trip. So what I usually do is I try to book it sometime in the afternoon. Um, usually if I can get like a one or a three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I can wake him up really early in the morning and, you know, we can get up and go to the park or we can play games at home mm-hmm. or just kind of run around to try to burn some of the energy that he has so that by the time we get to the airport, he is kind of tired. And usually for some reason with the motion of the plane, when they're a little bit younger, Mm -hmm. they tend to fall asleep. Uh. So for me, the more that I can do with him, the better. Um, On the way back home, I usually book for around the same time and I ask for a late checkout, which they're usually pretty accommodating for. And what we do is we go have breakfast and then we swim in the pool. Ah. And then an hour before we have to head to the airport, we'll go and we get dressed. So this way, by the time he goes on that plane, he's so tired from the pool, he <laughs> sleeps the whole ride through. Right. Oh, that's excellent. That's really good advice. Um, so in addition to airline travel in person, how about um, when you're booking a flight? Is there any advice you have for parents? So I would say to definitely contact the um whoever it is that you're going to use to fly. I usually do JetBlue, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm pretty sure that everybody has accommodations. But I know for JetBlue, they also have an an autism initiative that they're working on. So when you're actually booking the flight, you can put down that your child has a cognitive disability. Mm -hmm. And this just kind of opens up the doors to a lot of other accommodations. 
Um, so there's a specific row for disability. It's row six, which happens oh. to also be one of the seats that have the even more space, which is great. Mm, yes. So you don't pay for it, but you also have access to it. Oh, that's great. Um, you also get priority boarding, so you get to go on the plane before everyone else. Wow. So you go right after all of the people who are flying like business class or in any of the, their programs. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of go in and take your time with him and sit him down before the rush of people come in, which is usually really helpful. Yeah, that's useful. And even just going through the airport, you can also, you, ha you also have access to all of the disability entrances on the lines. Mm -hmm. And if you have a kid who kind of works better in a seat, you can also request a wheelchair to take him through the lines as well. Oh, that's really great. Huh. And uh, I'm assuming that a lot of parents don't know about these accommodations. Um, so it's always good to be prepared Yes, in advance. Definitely. And um, take advantage of these things because they're super helpful. Yeah, and I mean, even if you don't know whether or not an airline does, it never hurts to call. Yeah. And a lot of times when you get people on the phone, they have a connection in some way to a person with a disability. So right. they're usually very empathetic and understanding and always want to help you the best that they can. Yeah, you had mentioned that when you were talking with me about it, how willing to accommodate people are. Yeah. Which um, is great. You just have to be empowered enough to actually ask for it. Yes, yes. As one of our colleagues says, a lot of people don't know to ask the questions. So it's, here's some questions that you need to ask. Definitely. Uh, Thanks for that. Um, okay, so you have gotten on the airplane. You boarded early. He's <clears throat> hopefully exhausted now and sleeping peacefully. Mm -hmm. So you're pulling in the runway. And you're about to go to the Disney Hotel. So now what happens? So with Disney, um, they send you luggage tags ahead of time. So with these tags, you don't have to worry about picking up your luggage from the airport. They're actually automatically taken back to your room Ooh. within about two to three hours. Nice. So that for me is something that I always try to do because since he's just waking up and he's tired, the quicker I can get out of the airport, the better. Huh. Uh, so I usually just call like a lift to pick us up and take us to the hotel, but Disney actually also offers a bus service okay. that will take you back. So they send you all of that information by mail and it's also free, which is great. Right. Um, and then from there, what I usually do is just keep talking to him about the things that we read in the social story and letting him know, you know, we're in the car again and now we're gonna go to Disney World. Um, so what I usually refer to is his Toy Story home because there are big buildings with Toy Story, and if any of you guys have spoken to me, you will know Julian is totally obsessed with Toy Story. <laughs> so I tell him, you know, we're going to go to our Toy Story home, and we have to go in the car, and it's going to take a little while, but it's okay. So if you want to lean on me, or if you want to talk to me, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're almost there. We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> Usually what ends up happening is he'll just continue to talk to me and ask me questions, and then we're there before we know it. Right. And then you are at your Toy Story home. Yes. Ah, exciting. Favorite place to be. <laughs> so now you're in your Toy Story home. So what does that look like? Um, so with the resort that we stay in, we stay at the movies. Uh, I usually choose to stay there because you have access to every resort and it's a little bit cheaper. So money-wise, it's a little bit better, especially okay. when you're a family and trying to save money. Sure. Um, what I like about it is that each of the buildings is decorated differently. So you can stay in a Fantasia area, a Toy Story area, there's a hundred women Dalmatians, uh, cool. a Herbie area if you're feeling nostalgic. 
<laughs> um, but there's also two poles and they're both heated. So what we usually do is we get there, there's a food court right by the pool, mm -hmm. we get something to eat and we go straight to the pool. Nice. Because as you've mentioned, Julian loves the pool. Yes. I am, we are both happier when he has access to a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Which I would imagine kind of helps manage the excitement that he's feeling like, oh my God, we're in Disney. So before you like hit the parks, you get, take all the basic needs. It's almost similar to what you do before you start to travel. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times kids with disabilities, just being able to swim in a pool or be in a pool is definitely a way to relieve a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. So what I do with him too is we also get OT and PT in a pool. So he always has some type of access to it oh. because I have noticed that when he's actually able to swim, mm -hmm. he is a lot calmer. Wow. Good to know. I can know a lot of people. I know a lot of people who could benefit from being in a pool. Yeah, frequently. myself included. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. Um, and it's a Disney pool, so it's even cooler. Yeah, it's okay. Really nice and big. It's, right. it's fun for kids. And as you mentioned, there were there were like options of pools. I think you had also mm -hmm. mentioned at some point that um, if you let Disney people know, they'll give you access to other hotel pools. So you can actually, as long as you have a magic band, so it's like a wristband that they send you before you go on the trip, mm -hmm. you have access to every Disney resort, regardless of which one it is and their mm -hmm. pool area. Cool. So as long as you have the magic band, they kind of scan you. You can go in for some of the pools, you can just go. Right. And then for other ones, they give you like a wristband, which gives you access to it. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the other ones are really nice. Like you can go and make a day out of it, have like mm -hmm. a character breakfast, go to the pool, right. see some of the sites. A lot of the resorts also have, actually, no, I think all of them do, where they show movies and make s'mores oh, cool. at about six or seven. So it's like, even if you don't want to go to a park every day, you have the option of just traveling to the different resorts yeah, and nice. seeing what they have to offer. Yeah, so if you need something a little more manageable, you could you have that option. Yeah. That's very cool. Now, is the magic band something that everyone automatically gets? Is it something you have to ask for? So magic band, everybody gets. So the magic band is like the key to everything. Disney pretty much. <laughs> to the world. So it's the <laughs> key to your room. It's the oh. key to getting into the park. Uh, it's the key to entering other resorts. That's cool. It's everything, pretty much. It's very <laughs> handy. And you don't lose it because it's stuck to your wrist. And it's waterproof, so you can take uh, it in the pool as well. There it is. You can even use it to pay for your food and charge it to the room. Wow. They've really thought of everything. Yeah, so That's everything is connected. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's magical. Um, okay, great. So moving on beyond the hotel, transitioning to Disney parks. So for the parks, I do also use social stories, depending on what the parks are. Mm -hmm. um, what I usually do is just p take pictures offline of some of the different areas that I know we're going to go to. That's great. One of the parks that we always visit is Animal Kingdom. To me, Animal Kingdom, when it comes to accommodations, is the best. Mm. Um, when you get there, the best thing to do is go to the customer relations, which is usually like the, the town the town square house yeah like it's like one of the main buildings when you come in when you go there you'll give basic information and on your magic band they put um kind of like a tag where you can go to the different rides and you'll instead of having to wait online you'll get a time to come back and you can just kind of oh. scan it and go through like the fast pass route Oh, that's great. But then what I also love about it is you can actually get a tag for your carriage. 
where with the tag on the carriage, you can take the carriage on all of the lines instead of having to park it. Oh, nice. So for me, he's not a kid who likes to wait on lines. If we wait on the line, we don't have fun. It's lots sure. of meltdowns. Yeah. It's too many people. I'm overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. But in the carriage, it's kind of like everyone is almost forced to give you a little bit of space. Right. So I can literally, with that tag, take the carriage to the entrance mm -hmm. of whatever attraction it is that we're going to. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we get off, the carriage is right there and we can just keep it moving. That's fantastic. Wow. <clears throat> That's great advice. Um, how do you obtain this tag? So you go to customer relations. Mm -hmm. You explain that you have a child with a disability. Um, one of the wonderful things about disabilities is that you don't have to prove you have a disability. Oh, that's good. Um, so you can just pretty much go and tell them and what they're going to ask you is, you know, so what kind of accommodations would he need? Mm -hmm. So you can say things like, you know, he doesn't do well with waiting in the line. He gets a lot of anxiety and it's really hard for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to have the carriage to take him up to the entrance of the line because... It's just too many people. It's mm -hmm. overwhelming. And if he's in the carriage, it's okay. Mm -hmm. What I also like to tell them sometimes, too, is, you know, he'll want to go on this ride a few times. Mm -hmm. So I need the ability to be able to do that for him. Right. So what they do is they link the, it's kind of like a disability tag to your um, magic band. And ah. the magic band is, gives you like an additional fast pass for rides. So with Disney, you get three fast passes for each of the parks that you're going to mm -hmm. uh, initially. Um, so you're able to use those, but then let's say if you're walking to a ride and you see another ride that he'd really like to go on, mm -hmm. you can go and use your disability pass to get the wait time for that ride so that then this way by the time you do the other ride and you come back, it's your time to go through the fast oh. pass and you can just get on. Oh, that's great. And then one of the things that a lot of people don't know too with the fast pass is they allow you to book three in advance, but once you've booked those three and you use them, you can actually go on to the Disney website and continue to book one at a time oh. throughout the rest of the day. Oh, that's so convenient. So it's kind of like you get two. So you get your disability one, mm -hmm. you get your additional fast pass. Once you use the disability one, you can book another one. Mm -hmm. And then once you use that other fast pass, you get another one. So it's kind of like you get yeah. three scheduled, one on the way, and then after that, you get two at a time. Oh, that's perfect. So you're always going towards something yeah and you're always mobile and with disney too there's a lot of spaces that are in the shade where you can kind of just sit and mm. relax a little bit if everything is kind of overwhelming yeah. so while they don't have like an official quiet place mm -hmm. you can usually find one within the park oh that's really great cool um so are there any other you spoke a little bit about animal kingdom and i guess the, the parks in general um I think you had mentioned a little bit about Hollywood Studios. What was your experience with them? So with Hollywood Studios, um, at that time he was younger. It was pretty interesting. I found um, Animal Kingdom to be more accommodating. Mm -hmm. With Hollywood Studios, I would say it's more geared towards a little bit of the older children. Okay. And it's a lot of pictures, but a lot of pictures where you have to wait online to see the character. And every time I would try to go on the line to be like, hey, you know, you have Buzz and Woody, and this is Toy Story, and this is our life right now. Yeah. They would kind of look at me a little weird because yeah. I guess maybe what they're used to is kids with physical disabilities oh. where it's very visible. Yeah. Where for us it's not visible, but the disability is there. Right. So I would get, well, you know, he can wait on the side, but someone has to wait online. And I'd be like, well, um, you know, actually, <laughs> it's me and him 
here and the purpose of the disability pass is for us not to wait on the line mm -hmm. and I don't mind waiting the 20 minutes outside of the line where we can kind of play outside but you know we can't do the line right and I found myself having to explain that a lot there mm -hmm. so for me it wasn't one of our favorite places right did they listen I guess is the question they do listen um, but my thing as a parent with a child with a disability I kind of feel like if I've already made those accommodations I shouldn't have to explain right. myself Absolutely. every time you've already done enough legwork beforehand yeah but we did go to Magic Kingdom, and Magic Kingdom was very accommodating and yeah. nice and fun. Um, with Disney, too, if you stay at the resort, a lot of time they have either early hours or after hours. Uh, okay. And if you go to the park during these times, there's almost no wait for all of the rides. So yeah. it's actually a lot of fun. And if you find a specific section that you like, within those two hours, you can probably do everything. Oh, that's great. Cool. Very good tips. Um, so I guess since Julian's, aside from Toy Story, next favorite thing is eating. Yes. I mean, loves the food. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about dining in Disney. So with the Disney dining, um, you have the ability to add it to your reservation. So for adults, it's about 60 a day. For kids, it's 30. Hmm. The beautiful thing about it is that for Disney dining, for each meal that you go to with a character, it's $35 or more. Oh. So with the meal plan, it kind of pays for it itself because wow. you get more than that. You get a table meal, which is like the character dining, and then you get a quick service at like the counter. But you also get snacks and like a refillable mug. So to me, it's totally worth it. Oh, cool. um, you can book all of this stuff in advance. What I usually do is... For Julian, since he's lactose intolerant, I make a note of it. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that at the restaurants, especially with breakfast, mm. I've had the chef a lot of times come out to me and ask me, you know, do you want me to make him some pancakes without regular milk? Like, oh. I see here that he had an he has an allergy. Or they'll actually show me what foods don't have the specific thing that I mentioned in the wow. reservation. Um, with the characters, again, if you just mention to them, hey, you know, I usually tell them, hey, Julian has autism. He may just take like an extra minute to want to take the picture. Mm -hmm. They're really accommodating. Um, sometimes if he's having a moment where he's really overwhelmed, I'll also tell the servers just so that they kind of understand. Right. And usually they're very accommodating too. Um, what I do with the character meal, since we do do go around his birthday, is for every meal that we have for that like whole week that we're there, I say we're celebrating his birthday. Because uh -huh. um, at the restaurants, you it's either ice cream or a cupcake, but every single time you go, he gets a free cupcake or ice cream. They usually have a candle where they sing him happy birthday. <laughs> they make like a really big thing out of it. Yeah. And for him, I know that's like one of his favorite things. That's great. And it's free, so it's even more amazing. Absolutely. I mean, who, it's not just a birthday, by the way. It is a birthday week, and yeah. everyone should know that. So I'm glad Disney recognized that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other dining tips? I would definitely say to book in advance. Yeah. Um, so with Disney, you can book almost everything in advance. For dining, I believe you can book about three months. For the pass passes oh, wow. for the parks, about two months. Right. I book everything in advance. So I pretty much plan out my day. So if I'm going to a park, I'll look to see what character meals they have available. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of place our meal around the day. So if I know we're going first thing in the morning to the park, the first thing that we'll do is we'll go to breakfast. Right. So we'll have the character meal where he gets to meet all the characters and talk to them and play with them. And I usually book it. I usually book it 
um, our first fast pass maybe like two hours after, so we have enough time to kind of just relax and hang mm. out and go at his pace. Mm -hmm. And then we, I'll book my first pass, fast pass. So it's like we have the character meal, we enjoy the characters, we're nice, we're full, mm -hmm. and then it's like, okay, let's walk around. You know what? Next we're going to go to this ride. Remember, mm -hmm. we spoke about the Aladdin ride, Juju, and that's where we're going to go. And we're going to go up in the air, and it's going to come back down and be so much fun. Yeah. And we go, and he has the best time. So for him, I know definitely just talking about everything yeah. and reiterating everything that we're going to do definitely helps, which is why I plan everything in advance so that I know everything that we're going to do right. ahead of time so yeah. that I can create these stories that are accurate so that he knows what's going to happen right. next. And that's, I mean, that's, he's, he's a lucky guy to have you do that for him. Um, and I mean, it sounds like a bit of work, but it, it seems like this advanced planning, you put the work in beforehand and then you can just sort of enjoy. Yeah. Um, so for the, for instance, when you were talking about um, looking up character breakfast schedules and stuff. Is this stuff found on the website? Is this information found on the website? And how far in advance is it? So there is a Disney website. It's Disney Go, I believe. Okay. Disney World's Go. Like DisneyWorld.go, something like that. Yeah. Um, and they allow you to do everything. So you can book your reservations through there. You can get your tickets. You can add the meal plan. They even have an option for pictures, but I usually just take my own because right. we don't do too many days of parks. Yeah. Um, you can book your fast passes. You can also link all of your reservations so that everything is kind of like in one place. Mm -hmm. And then the really awesome thing that they do with all of that information is they book you, they give you like an itinerary. So you oh. can look through each day and see what you have planned and go accordingly. And then there's also an app that you can download on your phone. That shows you all of your reservations for the day and mm. it kind of alerts you when your next one is coming up and it has like a map where it'll show you where you are but it'll show you where you need to go as well wow. they've thought of a lot of things to help you out there and i was going to say this sounds like a lot of planning but it seems like they've also gone the extra mile to help accommodate that planning yeah so they really try to make it easy for you and for me for kids with disabilities i find them very understanding sure so it's kind of like they're almost giving you all of the tools that you need mm -hmm. to have fun, even though I know a lot of times we think that planning everything out may not be fun, but you have the opportunity to kind of just go with your child's flow. Right. And I've noticed that when I do that, I usually do have more fun. Yeah. So if I book one ride at 1 o'clock, the next ride won't be till like 2.30. Right. So from 1 to 2.30, I just kind of follow his lead and see where we want to go. And then at 2.30, it's like, okay, well, now we have this ride. Remember, we spoke about it. This mm -hmm. is where we're going to go. And he's always like, okay, mommy, like, let's go. Where yeah. is it? <laughs> let's get it. So it's, it's, I mean, it's not planning every minute, but uh, it, it allows you to divert from that structure, for instance, yeah. and just have fun, basically. Yeah. So it, it almost keeps up with almost like the routine and structure that they have at school. Mm-hmm. Where you have things that are planned at certain times, but it also gives you the leeway to plan other things and do other things and even just sit down and eat a snack if you want to. That's great. Um, this is all such important information and, you know, as an organization, as you know, as an intake person, um, you know, if, if ever in doubt, if there's anything that we haven't answered for you in this podcast, um, you know, ask Call your destination, whether it's Disney or anywhere you're traveling, and ask for accommodations, which is how you, I believe, found out about a lot of these yeah. things. Yeah. Sesame Place, too, has amazing accommodations. And if you call them, right. they can explain everything. And they 
also have like a autism initiative and right. they're actually autism like certified where all of their mm. staff has received actual training. Oh, wow. okay. So maybe we'll have to do another podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely open to it. Sesame Place is one of our other favorite places to go and it's so yeah. much fun. Well, you've all of this information, a lot of this information that we've spoken about today, in addition to um, information about Millie's experience at Sesame Place can be found um, on our blog. So if you go to our website, which is www.includenyc.org, on the top um, bar, you can find a blog section and click on it. And it's, a, I believe, uh, you know, a couple months back. So scroll through the blogs and you'll find information um, on Disney Vacation and also on Sesame Place. Um, we'd also love for you to follow our podcast, uh, which is Disability Inc., once again, um, on iTunes. And uh, that will help us continue to deliver interesting content and really cool tips, like Millie has today. So is there any final word that you'd like to give our listeners before we go? Um, yes. So I would say... I know it's really easy to be nervous of doing new things with your kids or even experiencing new things and a lot of times we're worried of how our children are going to react but also how people are going to react to us. Hmm. I say just do it. You never know what's going to happen unless you try it. Yes. And a lot of times you actually end up having so much fun mm -hmm. Because it's something new, and of course you're going to get tantrums and you're going to get meltdowns, right. but this is nothing that you don't deal with every day. Yeah. The only difference is you're at a water park, and after the tantrum or meltdown is over, you have the opportunity to go on like a water slide and <laughs> laugh hysterical for the next five minutes. Right, right. Definitely just go out and try it. It's worth it. And if it doesn't go your way, then you know that it's not for you and you can try something else. That's great advice. Um, thank you so much for being with us today, Millie. And uh, for those of you listening, if you have any questions about planning trips with your child with a disability or about anything at all about disability or your young person with a disability, please don't hesitate to call our free helpline at 212-677-4660. And uh, thanks so much for joining us.